Hello, everybody. Today, we are doing a draw along focusing on fantasy illustration and mushrooms. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't afford an art class, we've got everything you need here at ArtProf, critiques, tutorials, and professional development. If you would like to draw along with us, we love it when you draw with us. So get out your pencils, your paints, whatever it is, and draw with us because then after the stream, you can show us what you make in the Discord, in the post live streams stage channel. And the link to our reference photos of mushrooms is in the video description below. And Mia, you had a really good time <laughs> with these reference photos. Tell everybody what we're looking at here. Okay, so I know it doesn't look like anything right now. It just looks like a uh, an explosion of fungus, um, but it will be a little portrait. I'm gonna simplify some things and tweak some things, but today I really spent a lot of time in Procreate and I was just cropping and editing these things together and I had a blast. <laughs> I can tell you that I rarely draw just one straight reference photo. I always do something. I'll change the contrast or I'll flip things or make something more blurry. Is that the case for you, Mia? Or, or do you sometimes just go straight from the reference photo? I, If I do go straight from the reference photo, I tweak it in my painting, I think. But yeah, I'm I'm in the same way. I love editing things. So I am using several reference photos I can show you all here. And I did not take the time to make a digital collage like Mia did, but I assembled a whole bunch, ones that I thought had interesting textures and colors. And I'm just gonna patch it all together spontaneously. Normally I would take the time to do a thumbnail, but uh, I was busy today. <laughs> Who needs it? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Tell us in the chat, who's gonna draw along with us? No problem. If you'd rather kick back and eat some chocolates. I hope everybody has some chocolates. I already ate a lot today. <laughs> So Neil is asking, is Mia painting with watercolors? Mia, tell us about your approach today. I am, I'm painting with watercolors that were gifted to me by my grandma, which is really fun. They're the only paints I ever use really, except for oil paints. Um, but yeah, I'm just going in right with the paint. I like to start really lightly and then build the colors on top of it so that it doesn't get muddy. Um, and I don't really love starting with pencil because it gets all smudged under the paint in my experience. So this is how I like to start. So these photos, a lot of them that you're all looking at, they're from these mushroom kits that I bought a ways back. And they're so fun. I don't know if anybody here has done a mushroom kit before, but oh my gosh, it's really, really exciting. Have you gotten mushroom picking before, Mia? No, but I want to so badly because um, I edited that video of you mushroom picking in Utah. <laughs> 
And yeah. ever since I did that, I've been really obsessed with the idea and I would absolutely love to go. Oh my God, you have to come in August. That would be so fun. Oh my God. August is when all the mushroom hunting happens in Southern Utah where we live. So definitely gonna have to make that a trip because it's like the funnest thing. Oh my gosh, it's great. You're outdoors, you're picking mushrooms. Who here has gone foraging? Tell us in the chat if you've ever done that before. It's It seems like such a regionally specific thing. Um, like I it couldn't is. do that in Rhode Island or Connecticut, but Utah, it's just a heaven for that kind of thing. All right, Paula is brainstorming ideas for composition. Crispy is sketching, hopefully doing a small mushroom block print. Awesome. And we have other people like Pat, who is working with a jelly plate. Ginger is doing a big tangle of mushrooms mixed in from the flicker. Happy Valentine's Day, Sentient and Fab Geek. Wow, you guys really have missed our <laughs> evening draw -alongs. I didn't realize because I was working on so many other projects. We took a little bit of a break, but it looks like we're going to be coming back to Tuesday evening streams pretty soon. So Mia, in your illustration, are you going for creepy or cute or? I think that we'll figure that out when it's finished. <laughs> really? Um, maybe. I mean, I think I, I had a kind of, I don't know, cutesy vibe to it, but everything I make kind of turns out a bit eerie in the end, I feel like. <laughs> so it'll probably be a mix of the two. I feel like that's more my problem as opposed to yours. <laughs> Even your creepy stuff is still pretty cute. Oh yeah, it can't compete to you. <laughs> I'm just so tortured, Mia. <laughs> just, I'm so tortured issues. artist. No. Oh, thank you, Sonnet. Happy Valentine's Day. Missed you guys. So happy to join on a live. Well, we're so happy to have you here as well. If you love Art Prof, think about a super sticker or a super chat because we love you guys and we love it when you show us some love. So consider a super chat or super sticker. Yeah, it looks like Manette's missed us. So has, oh, Diana is just watching. Neil is a big fan of evening streams. Emmy says, miss these so much. I'm here instead of doing something else for my birthday. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh Happy birthday. How cool. So Mia, I feel extremely rusty. I have not drawn in so long. Oh, oh yours looks so good already. I love it. Oh, really, I don't feel that way. I just feel like really out of it for drawing right now. It's a muscle. You got to flex it. it. Okay, so you're probably going to say like 24 hours ago, but when's the last time you drew, Mia? That's a really good question. Oh, I painted earlier today. I did some oil Yeah, see, that counts. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I need to get a new sketchbook because I haven't had a sketchbook in a little while and I feel weird without one. Oh, really? You feel naked? <laughs> yeah. 
So would you say, let, let's do some math. On average, how many hours a week, Mia, do you think you spend making art? Oh, I became an artist, so I'd never have to do math ever again. <laughs> Sorry. Um, let's see. Oh, God. I don't know. It's kind of my, besides art prof, it's kind of my main job. So I would say if I'm doing a good job, I, I don't know the average job amount of time. <laughs> I don't know. What <laughs> the life of a freelancer. Because I'm like lucky if I do an hour a week. It's that bad. It's not sad. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I would die. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I guess it's just you get used to it, especially if you have kids. It's just like unavoidable. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. <laughs> stuff just keeps happening it's like you spend all your time you're like okay i blocked off this day i have all these hours and it's like your kid is sick and then you have to take them to the doctor it's like everything screws you it never goes right oh my gosh never ever neil has a question for mia just downloaded a bunch of super cool digital brushes any tips on how to better get acquainted with them i kind of feel overwhelmed because there's a lot Okay, what I love to do is I love to just make a blank document and I just make a whole abstract page um, just using the brushes and getting used to it. I wouldn't jump into an, uh, like a real piece right away, um, but I would just have fun with them and figure out what works best for line art, what works best for this texture, um, and just be kind to yourself because it might not look good right away, at least in my experience. <laughs> That's honestly, <laughs> that's one of the reasons I can't get into digital. Just all the brushes sort of freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, it, compared to traditional art, it's a, it's kind of a jump scare. <laughs> it is. Like, I just don't know what to do with all that. It's, it's just such a different mindset. And I was talking to my 15-year-old, and she's really getting so reflective about the whole digital experience because she grew up doing digital stuff. I mean, I gave her art supplies, but most of the time she preferred to draw on her iPad. And so recently she's actually been drawing just with pencil and a sketchbook. And I was like, whoa, like <laughs> sort of surprised because I wasn't used to seeing her do that. And she kept explaining to me like, yeah, there's I really don't think digital is the best tool to really learn to draw. I, I feel like I, I'm noticing these things that I do with traditional that makes it easier to learn. I was like, oh my God, dude. That's like you really mature. Come... <laughs> I know, isn't it? She's a very mature kid. That's amazing. Yeah, I think that it's it's cool to hear about people who start right away with digital art because I started traditionally and then I moved to digital. Um, right. I think there's definitely a difference between people who just go right in with digital first. It seems to be a lot more natural um, of a progression. And then when they try traditional, they're like, there's no undo button. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's a whole different can of worms and stuff. Emmy's saying, how fantasy are we all going with this? I'm just curious how weird everyone is going. Well, I mean, you look like you're going pretty weird if there's a face made out of mushrooms, Mia. <laughs> that was my goal. I said, what can I do to make it just a little bit weirder? So we'll see if it works out at the end. 
<laughs> I don't know. Fantasy sort of intimidates me just because it's, it's so saturated. Like think about how many people are fantasy artists who do it as a living or want to do it as a living. Like it, it's just so, it's like saying I want to make jewelry. Like to me, that's such a gigantic field. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, as in any group of people, you have the people that very much gatekeep and they're like, oh, you think that's fantasy? No. Really? Like, like kind of the, oh yeah, like no I think kidding. any I think any community kind of has those people, but I love I love fantasy stuff. I definitely take a more lighthearted approach to it than than the high fantasy people do. Are there really people that behave that way? Like they'll give you crap? Oh yeah, I mean like anyone on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> luckily I don't really interact with those people that that often so well so who here in the chat is interested in fantasy illustration and tell us if you've had experiences like that because there's just so much I don't know about so many fields I just have no idea all the dynamics that happen I saw there was an article in the New York Times this week to protect artists from AI. And they said one of the fantasy illustrators, I feel lame that I can't remember his name, but they said he was like one of the top artists that people would type into the AI. And so he's been frustrated because he actually has seen a decline in his jobs because of that. Yeah, I mean, and it's just a matter of plagiarism, kind of, when it comes to style and originality. And that's a yeah. whole hefty conversation that so many people are having right now. But wow, it's intense. Well, we did a stream on AI a couple months ago, but I feel like it's already out of date because all of the things that have changed, because I saw that, I think it was San Francisco Ballet made their last marketing campaign all from AI, and they got a lot of crap online. People were furious with them. So um, who knows, maybe the backlash the companies get online could be enough to tell people, hey, not cool. This is bad PR for you if you do this. It's just so sad. Like, it, it feels like, oh, artists, those are disposable. It's just kind of insulting, in my opinion. It, it's obnoxious. Oh, Neil says they're everywhere. Sonnet says, you get tempted to try and get your daughter to do things your way, being as experienced as you are. I am so hands-off, Sonnet. I, I don't talk to them ever about art or drawing in terms of them you know like I'll, I'll say oh I, I really love this artist like actually this is so nice Mia somebody bought me this Norman Rockwell draw book about his that. yeah about his reference photos and so I've been looking at that and I'll maybe show that to them or something but I will never try to give them advice for how to draw. I mostly just throw art supplies at them. <laughs> That's kind of it because I don't know. I just feel like if they want help, they'll ask, they know. That's the dream though. Like to have a parent who's that supportive. They're like, here, take all this art supplies, have fun. <laughs> well, then again, they, they seem to have this problem with jackets in the winter. I'm like, <laughs> you guys, it's cold. 
they're like, I don't want to carry my jacket around. I'm like, it's cold. Just put it on. And they're like, oh, I don't want to bring gloves. I'm like, you need gloves. Like they, <laughs> this concept of jackets is like very difficult for them. <laughs> my mom could relate. I know that she, um, it's always the kind of thing where she, every time we would go into a restaurant, she'd be like, okay, bring a backup jacket. Like, cause it might be cold in there. And we'd all roll our eyes and be like, whatever. And then all of us would be asking for her jacket when we would go inside. Yep. And she'd be like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> that is my life, Mia. Pretty much in a nutshell. Yep. <laughs> a scarf says, I love natural fantasy. Birds wearing backpacks, mice as knights, hedgehog metalsmiths. Very cool. And we also have Diana who says, loved fantasy pictures when I was young, elvish looking characters and fairy tale stories, but haven't ever gone there in my own art. My favorite fantasy illustrations are the ones for the Lord of the Rings that Alan Lee did. Have you seen those, Mia? Um, I can't place it off the top of my head, but I'm sure that if I saw it, I would probably recognize them. Yeah, he had, um, for the movies, he was one of the designers for the movie. And I, I just think he has, like, beautiful um, pencil drawings, like, very light, subtle. Um, I don't know. I, I guess sometimes I feel like a lot of fantasy today is very in-your-face and bright colors and all digital. And his stuff is super, super subtle. It's, it's not really what I think a lot of people typically expect in fantasy. That's amazing. I love more kind of sensitive uh, portrayals of things like that. I think that's an interesting approach. Yeah. It's different. I mean, a lot of it's context because he was doing illustrations centuries ago. So it's not really the same place anymore, the fantasy art realm. Ginger says, interesting how you guys are both making faces and people. Well, has anybody guessed who I'm drawing yet? <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, yeah. We can talk I, about I, this all day. <laughs> oh my God, me, it's so bad. Like, I just keep watching that SNL sketch of him doing the assembly with the high school kids and the fan like i i am just like i die every time i see that i just love it i, I we're talking about pedro pascal by the yes, way yes we are we um, are talking about pedro <laughs> yeah and you know why because of the whole mushroom last of us hype right now it's very um alive and booming in the world and i oh i gosh. i love him i get so flustered every time i think about him <laughs> oh my god his voice. Oh my God, his voice. See, so Mia, for me, okay, the face is good. I need the face, but the voice, like that's 80% of the reason I'm obsessed with Benedict Cumberbatch is because of his voice. And Pedro Capsel is like very like soft, warm voice. He's so, oh I love God. when he introduces himself. I can't do it, but it, like, he's so good. <laughs> oh my God, he's so cute, you guys. <laughs> he's such a problem. It's so bad. Ah. <laughs> I'm glad that there's a new induction to your Hall of Fame uh, celebrity crush list. Well, but so here's the thing. It, it's it's not the same as Benedict and Hugh. 
I, I just sort of fascinated with him. It, it's not, it's not all there. Like I haven't watched enough Pedro Pascal footage to fully comprehend the scope. I, I just know that he's a middle-aged actor and that, that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, like now that I'm older, I'm 46 now. And if I see a young celebrity like Timothy Chalamet, like me lusting after that, it feels a little gross, you know? I'm like, I get uh. it. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> that means yeah. like everything's going according to plan. <laughs> well, yeah. Because I, I, everybody to me who's under the age of 30 is basically 12. Like, <laughs> sorry. It's weird, like, to see the internet explode over a page. Like, it's not just, like, I don't know, people his age either. It's, like, young people on TikTok. There was a fan editor on TikTok who just got, like, an, an interview published in Rolling Stone, I think, for... um like their edits they got interviewed about it on tiktok i was like what is this world How, what it's all pedro's fault <laughs> well see, i think that's sort of weird because i feel like most people who are not middle-aged like younger people usually are not that excited about middle-aged actors you know like there was one time i think this might have been when i was teaching at RISD, and i think stranger things was really big and I said something about like, oh, yeah, I really like Hopper. He's so cool. And the student said to me, he's an old man. Ew. <laughs> immature, immature attitude. I love Hopper. Oh, my God. I love him. He's so cool. Ha, we have some paper fans here. And me and Good crowd. Rose, Benedict Simp, but I respect it. Okay, cool. See, Paula is validating me. Anyone between the ages of 10 and 30 seem the same to me at this point. Exactly. We're all the same. Let's lump together. <laughs> okay, so who here is watching The Last of Us? We're not going to give any spoilers, but have you caught up to episode five, Mia? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I can't say any more than that. Because I know we can't. Yeah. There's just too much going on at that point. It's so I've good though. I've never played the game. Um I I've just never been much of a gamer, but like I I love it. I've been having such a good time. Like I'm watching it with gamers and they seem to like it. Like it's so good. Yeah, my kids. Well, one of my kids really likes Red Dead Redemption. She's like really into that story. And this is another thing. It's like, I didn't grow up with video games that had full out stories like that. You know, I grew up with Pac-Man. So it's like <laughs> this concept of these really in-depth characters that are really fleshed out. Like I can't process that in my head. It's really cool. Like it makes me want to try the game kind of because I'm like, yeah. and it, they were smart. I guess that they, the company is releasing like a some kind of version of the game um like at a discount or something because of the show and i was like that's oh, so really? smart because so many people are going to want to play this now oh wait do you play games mia no i watch tv and draw oh okay <laughs> because like i said i didn't grow up with gaming culture but my kids definitely have i think i can't really focus my attention on games because 
it needs my full attention. Oh, okay. I, I think I, I like spreading myself like between like rewatching TV and then doing something else with my hands. <laughs> All right. So we need to find out who here is a gamer. Like you, you game and understand that culture. Who here is TV shows and Netflix and who here is old school like me and watches movies? <laughs> movies are old school now. Isn't that so weird? I like movies. Well, but they're I not what they them. used to be. They used to be this thing that like everybody did, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is weird. I've asked people. It's weird to hear people say like, oh, yeah, I don't watch movies. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like that. You could never say that when I was a kid because that's all there was to do all day. And it bums me out because, I don't know, I guess now when I think about it, I'm like, oh, why would I want to go to the movie theater, be around all these strangers watching a movie together? But when we were kids, it was like magical. Oh, yeah. I think now movie theaters, I'm just afraid of germs. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that ugh, pandemic has definitely done that to all of us. Oh, shoot, I think I made his forehead a little bit not wide enough. You nailed the expression. Ugh, I just, I get stressed out when I have to draw somebody and like everybody knows who they are. Like that's just a lot of pressure in my opinion. Pedro's going to cancel us. He's going to be like, why? He's so nice. <laughs> what did you see in his SNL monologue? He was so sweet, like talking about his family. I loved that. I, I think that was really great. I never watch SNL, but I did watch that. I watched him on SNL. Oh, really? I grew up on SNL. So it's for me, a lot of it's just nostalgia. Like I'm just used to it. I think I, uh, yeah, I think my attention span is not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> to watch a whole sketch that's five minutes. Oh my God. To focus for t yeah, like <laughs> I need to be, I need to watch the highlights on instagram afterwards i know oh you guys god that's the... so sad <laughs> <laughs> you know tiktok has ruined jamia it really has it's funny too because my siblings both at the start of the pandemic they were like you should get on tiktok you should get on tiktok and i was like ew no i'll never do that that's beneath me and now i'm like creating content on tiktok and they're like you're <laughs> on it more than we are now it's really sad <laughs> that's hilarious somebody had to push you to the other side i guess lynn says was this man defending his family gun etc in the movie land something like this i haven't seen his other movies Although, yes, I think everybody cried at the end of episode three, Last of Us. Oh, my gosh. That that episode, I'm not going to say anything about it. But the thing I liked about it was I totally did not anticipate it ending up where it ended up. Like, in the beginning, I'll just say weapon hoarding. I was like, yeah, okay. And then it's like, what? <laughs> I loved it. Go? And it was so funny. I won't spoil anything either. Um, but so many people are recording, uh, like their dads or people watching it and they're like, oh yeah, like that's me. Like that would be me. I would be doing that. And then as the episode goes on, they're like, what's going on here? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh God, I, I thought I was like dry heaving 
crying at the end of that episode. Aww. It was so beautiful. I loved it so much. My entire household was easily. crying. Were they? <laughs> yes, every single person. We were all crying. Like, and and we watched it with our friend, who's this like really tough kind of Rhode Island guy, and he was like crying at the end with us, and we were Aww. like, "Oh my god, it got Matt. That's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I have to focus on painting or else I'm going to get distracted talking about Pedro Pascal. Rose says, my comment is not, here we go. Oh, sorry. I think I froze for a sec. Rose says, what do you mean movies are old school? I want to be in some small business film companies because Hollywood is messed up, but that's a story for another day. I guess I mean the movie culture is different than it was when I was a kid. Like when I was a kid, just picture this. We had three TV channels. Like just imagine that's everything like the only things you watch you just watch it because it was there like you had no choice over what you got to watch it was like oh bob ross is on i guess i'm watching this <laughs> like, that was what it was like for us and i think now it's like there's just too many choices like i get exhausted just looking at what's on um netflix you know oh yeah Ugh. <laughs> a lot i like when pedro looks all stressed he looks so hot when he's upset no <laughs> just really a fan of that i don't know i just think there's something about it when 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 my men get upset they're like extra hot <laughs> you're into the miserable ones <laughs> i don't know it's like Hugh Jackman getting upset when he's Wolverine and, you know, when Sherlock gets pissed because he's being a jerk, you know, I just, I don't know, I just like that. I feel like I'm afraid to tell you this, but I've never gotten the Benedict Cumberbatch hype. I'm did you so watch sorry. Sherlock? I did. I watched like two episodes of it and then I didn't keep watching it. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so really, I like the show. I just think that like I don't know. I I there wasn't that spark for me. Oh I'm god, sorry. I'm so upset with you. I can't I'm so disappointed. Didn't I teach you better? Uh, I'll do my best. I'll give it another shot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, see, Jennifer understands. It's so good. Like Okay, even if you don't love Benedict to death, it's such a good show. Like, the way it's written, the dialogue. Oh, I just, like, cried so hard that it never came back. Aw. I'm trying to think, like, what shows I watched that were kind of like it. But I know that every show I watched would be worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? Manette understands this. See? Four channels growing up. See, my parents wouldn't buy cable for us, even if we did afford it. Nothing was on Sunday, so we watched a lot of movies. After a while, those were the days where I'm a mom to watch anything with Viggo Mortensen and Johnny Depp. I know, isn't it crazy to think Johnny Depp has been around like my whole life? He was famous when he was like 19 and he's still going. So, yeah. I love uh, younger Johnny Depp movies. I love them. Did you ever watch 21 Jump Street? I've seen clips from it, but I've never watched it. I like Edward. You Spoon should watch like it. Stuff like that. I it's so it. good. Oh my gosh. 21 Jump Street is really good. 
Of course, now it's like a comedy, the update that they did. You have to give me like a uh, um, a movie film Clara education. (laughs) I guess I do. I'll give you the 80s education. (laughs) That's what I'll give you, basically. Let's see. Tell us in the chat, how's your artwork going, everybody, if you are drawing along with us. So, Mia, let, let's have a little update from you. How, how are you feeling about that piece right now? I think it's going well. I hope, let me know if you can see the face in it now. Uh, yeah, I, I can see it. Things. Okay, that's good. That's reassuring. Um, I liked it. You know, I think in the beginning of every watercolor drawing or painting, it's a bit touch and go. I always kind yeah. of panic. Um, but then once I start adding the um, darker values, it seems to kind of balance itself out again. So I think it's going well now. So you're not panicked? Not anymore. I don't know if people could tell before, but I was a bit panicked. It's okay. Well, I just I just gave Pedro too much lipstick, so. <laughs> <laughs> now it looks like he's pouting on a runway. Oh, God. I'm sort of at the stage where I know I should back up and fix stuff, but I'm trying to stay loose. But then there's also stuff I've put down that I definitely am regretting, like this hairline. I made that too dark. So now I have to rearrange some things. You know that point in the portrait where you're like, okay, now I got to fix it. Yes. (laughs) That's why I think I love keeping things so light for so long because yeah. I find that like if I just add darker values to balance it out, it fixes a lot of stuff. But that took me so long to learn, like so many horrible, horrible drawings. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, like, do you ever really think that your portrait is beyond the, it's like beyond the point of return? All the time. I've, I've thrown away so many things. But mainly, I think that was because I didn't prepare well enough. Oh, like, yeah. I think that that normally happens when the skeleton or the foundation of the drawing is wrong. And then I'm just like, oh, whatever, I'll fix it later. And I don't fix it later. Yeah. Well, I'm getting over to his eyes. And that's when I get kind of stressed out because I'm like, oh, if this is wrong. The whole thing is wrong. <laughs> it's like the apocalypse. Well, not the apocalypse but maybe his apocalypse in the show. His his apocalypse. Did you watch um, House of the Dragon at all? I did not. Is that the Game of Thrones prequel? Yes. I loved it. Wait, did you watch Game of Thrones? Because I never watched Game of Thrones. I did. I did watch Game of Thrones. It was very fun. It It took me like a while to watch it. But then when I did, it it was really fun. Oh, I couldn't get past, like, episode two. <laughs> I know, really pathetic, huh? Well, that was me with Sherlock, so I can't judge you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it another shot. It's just it's so violent and, like, so much, like, I don't know. <laughs> you might not like it then. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know. Although the first time I watched Breaking Bad, I was like, oh, I can't take this. But now I love that show. So I love Breaking Bad. Did you watch Better Call Saul? Yes. I'm so excited okay, good. For, for the new season to come out on Netflix. 
Yeah. I'm so excited. I don't know when I'm very I'm very upset with Jordan because he hasn't seen Better Call Saul yet. And I just think that's really sad. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I don't it's understand. So good. Who are like, I don't like it. Like, it's not as good. I'm like, it's so good. It's so good. But that's just my opinion. Well, welcome, David. We're glad that you can join us. Tell us in the chat, is anybody here for the first time on the live stream? And who here is lurking? but not typing in the chat. That's okay. We, we don't have any pressure on any of you to do that, but it is fun to say hi if you're a lurker and you don't have to say anything else after that. But I like seeing the range of voices. I think it's really fun. We're not scary. <laughs> well, I'm not scary here. I was pretty scary at RISD. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It was funny because I knew you from before. Like I knew you yeah, from yeah. pre-college. So people would be like, oh, I have, I have Prof Lou. Like, oh God. And I'm like, she's great, isn't she? And they'd be like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also know because I had a professor at RISD who she she really was mean. Like she would do things like she would lock the door when class started. So if you got there late, you were locked out of the classroom. Like that's mean, I think. That's <laughs> but, um, but she's so nice. Like as a person, she's super, super nice. Just as a teacher, she's so strict. <laughs> that's all. That's so freaky. I, I remember I had a teacher um, that was so strict. The class fell right between like breakfast and dinner. So we would uh -huh. be starving. Uh, and we had one 15 minute break, like in a six to eight hour studio. And um, she would give us a 10 minute like break to eat. Uh, uh -huh. And no one would have time to go get food. And she would start timing us and like crossing what? us off the attendance if we didn't make it back in time. Uh, and so we all starved and it was horrible. <laughs> God, I mean, when it comes to like, like I used to give pretty long breaks. I always gave them a 20 minute break because I just think if you're going to take a break, it should be a break, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just don't understand with like professors like that and things like that. It feels more like a power trip thing than, oh, uh, I'm sure it is. Uh, I don't know, than anything else. It was just mean. <sighs> I think unfortunately that is the case. It's not uncommon. Everybody trying to one up each other with how, how harsh they are with the students. Because I think I liked your class so much because you weren't mean. You just wanted effort. <laughs> I just ultimately, when it came down to it, I would say to students, listen, I don't really care about the drawings. I just want you to try because nothing makes me more mad than when people just don't try. I'm like, look, it doesn't matter how it comes out. It doesn't matter if you feel like your drawing is a total train wreck show me that you tried like that to me is the most important thing okay pedro's neck oh, i'll take a step back and look at this i think his eyes i love small. it i love the mushrooms around him <laughs> they're like eating him <laughs> i hope that doesn't happen in the show <laughs> see i don't know if this counts as fan art though because if I post this, people will be like, those aren't the mushrooms from the show. You'd be like, it was actually from a different stream. <laughs> you don't understand. 
Crispy is asking, can you do lino cut on both sides of a piece of blue speedy cut? I drew different designs on other side. I kind of want to carve both. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. With the pink stuff and the blue stuff. Yeah. Regular linoleum that's mounted on the block. You can't because the back is a block. I'm very excited because I'm shooting. Well, actually, I finished shooting. I'm editing this woodcut tutorial. You took woodcut, right, Mia? I did. It was really fun. I really liked it. That's awesome. Yeah, you did a really, really big one, didn't you? I did. It was fun. I um, I kept doing, um, they called, I, I didn't really call them this, but people called them like suicide prints where you only use one oh, yeah. block and then yeah, yeah, yeah. a way to make room for other colors. And so I kept doing that for some reason. I don't know why, but I had a really good time with it. I, I would love to do it again if I had more time. Yeah, um, it's a very efficient way to get two colors in a woodblock print. Yeah, and to make sure everything fits together. Unless you have this special thing called Turns Burton registration pins. Here, you want to show you? They're right here. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Look at this. Do you know about registration pins? Do you know about these? Oh, yes. I used those. Those are fun. These things? Yeah. Yes. So I demo these in the tutorial because it's like super ultra precise registration that you can't get anywhere else. Registration is like the most frustrating part sometimes. Because I would, I would have uh, classmates who would be almost done and then mm. the last layer, they'd be like, oh, my God. And it would be ruined. Uh, <laughs> be like, no. Well, if you know what you're doing, it shouldn't be that way. But it takes a while to get to know how you get to the point where you know what you're doing, you know? Also, if it's like two in the morning <laughs> and you're like, oh. Yeah, that too. Absolutely. Citizen Venus is asking, what pencils are you using? I am using these Faber-Castell Albrecht Durer pencils. And I actually have the big ones too. So these are the Albrecht Durer Magnus. And you can see those are a lot thicker than the small ones over here. But this is my favorite brand colored pencil. No, colored pencils... They range so much in quality, depending on brand. Have you noticed that, Mia? I have not used a lot of colored pencils in my day. Oh, um, you haven't? No, I really only use them for underdrawing, so I don't really need the craziest colored pencils, but oh. I'll take your word for it for sure. <laughs> well, I just found that there are some colored pencils, like Prismacolors, are so soft. That it's annoying. They like crumble a lot. But then I got these ones from Tombow that were just way too hard. And I just felt like they weren't doing very much for me. Or I would have to press down for liking the most. Tell mm. us in the chat, what's your favorite colored pencil brand if you have one? I'm, I'm just curious to see. What are the other brands that people like? I love his facial hair, Mia. I love it. He's 
he's like a rare breed because he like can pull off facial hair and then he can um, pull off without facial hair. So oh it's great. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. I think that's when you know when someone's really handsome is that they can do like anything with their hair and they still look good. I don't know. Hugh Jackman grew his hair long once. It looked bad. It looks so bad. I was like upset. <laughs> oh my God. It was so funny. My mom is also obsessed with Hugh Jackman. Um, I know. I love it. I love yeah. And so it was funny because my first real experience with Hugh Jackman was like the Wolverine movie, but the the other one was um, Les Mis in theaters. And yeah, so yeah. I, I like walked out and I was like, really mom? Like that guy? <laughs> and she was like, no, you don't understand. Like He's expanding his like artistic role. <laughs> <gasps> so a scarf says softness of prisma color. That I like the softness of prisma color, but sharpening them can sure be annoying if you get a super broken one. Jane is a prisma color girl. Ginger uses artesia, and. Anna's asking about the registration pins. Yeah, so let me show these again. So there are these pins and you tape it down and then they come with these like little plastic tabs. So the plastic tabs go here, they fit in like that. And then you tape this part to your paper. I'm gonna demo it in the woodcut tutorial, but it's super precise registration. Um, and it, it's really worth it. It's not difficult to do either. David says, seeing you guys drawing and painting just got me the urge to get back into drawings. Yeah, Mia, so many people tell me that they have so much trouble getting back into it. Maybe they had a bad experience or it's been a long time. Do you have any tips? Well, I think that if, especially if you're new to drawing, um, I, I've heard a lot that people try with one material to get into art. And then if it doesn't work out with that material, they'll just quit and never try anything again. So I'd say if you're still feeling creative, bounce around between different materials, try painting, try colored pencil, try sculpture, um, whatever really is inspiring you that day. And I think don't force yourself to try and be a really grand oil painter just because of the old masters or something like do what appeals to you. Um, so that's my advice. I, I always find when I'm bored, I bounce between materials like that. Oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> I feel like it's just, it's like my form of procrastination. I'm like, this painting's making me mad. Oh, I'll just do some sculptures. It'll be fine. <laughs> I totally relate. Well, and because I, I do think, yes, it's good to be persistent and give a material time. I mean, you're not going to pick things up in five minutes, but um, you, you can just move on, come back. I mean, I was never that into watercolor before, and I, I really had this almost allergic reaction to it when I first started. And I just picked it up again a few years ago, and I really like it now. So, you know, it's, sometimes it's just, I don't know, maybe it's timing. Uh, 
thank you, Anna, for the super chat. We so much appreciate your support. Yeah, I'm working hard on this woodcut tutorial. And the thing about <laughs> printmaking, there's just so many freaking steps, Mia. And it's sad because if you mess one up, then almost everything else gets messed up sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh, this woodcut tutorial. So I've made mistakes in tutorials a billion times. That's not new, okay? I majorly messed up and like messed up so bad. Point of no return messed up. So you'll all get to see it. <laughs> How did you do it? Is that a spoiler? Can we not it's know It's a spoiler. Yet? It's, it's oh. so bad. Like I... I, I actually was like, oh my God, a, a, am I just, what did I do? What happened? Like, I, I really was questioning myself. It got kind of deep. <laughs> it was funny. No matter how old I get or like how often I do woodcut, I will always forget to mirror the image every time. Oh yeah. It, like, especially with text where you can't play it off. <laughs> it's horrible. I mean, I... I will say I usually don't think about that so much. I mean, I haven't done a lot of woodcuts with text, so I guess it hasn't been a problem, but I know that really throws people for a loop. It's sad. I was making a video of myself doing like a little stamp um, for social media, and I there you there's an audible no when I turn it around <laughs> and see that the text is wrong. <laughs> I'm like, oh. So good. I love how real that is. I still posted it. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Yeah, if anybody wants to see what a wreck my office is, it, it's like, you know when you don't know where to put things or you don't have time and you just throw them on the floor? You're like, oh, I'll just stick it here. And then eventually it just, your rug slowly disappears. <laughs> That's the story of my life. All of my things are on the floor. Or my bed. I'll move them from the floor to the bed in the morning. And then I'll move right, stuff right. from my desk to the floor. And then I'll do work at my desk. And then I'll move it from my bed to the floor when I want to go to sleep. And then it's just a, it's just a pattern. <laughs> that sounds like my Google Calendar. I'm constantly moving things. Like, I'll have something scheduled for today. I'm like, oh, I can do it on Friday. And I move it to Friday. And then Friday, I'm like, I can do it on Monday. <laughs> I just keep bumping things. It's so dumb. AA says, I think a person's mood when trying a new medium is so important. Something that wasn't the right match becomes something I enjoy in a better mood. Yeah, you never know what is going to happen. And sometimes you're very pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised by watercolor because I hated it for so long. And when I finally started feeling like I was getting real results, I was like, wow. <laughs> Oh man, Mia, it looks so good. Yeah, oh, I'm happy that the I'm happy the face is coming through. I was worried. No, definitely. Actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna switch to our faces for a second because I am going to maximize our view of Mia's painting so we can see it better. I'm honored. <laughs> this is all I ever wanted to do. Ever since I was little, I was just like, I want to draw fun faces and have fun <laughs> it's cool that it's actually a reality now well i know so many people 
have gotten crap from people in their lives who are like, no one's ever going to pay you to do this. Like, no, if you can, <laughs> it is possible. I'm not saying everybody has that opportunity, but it's like, yes, these jobs do exist. But you know what I think is funny, you guys, about Mia? So let me tell you a little art history. I mean, not art history, history of art prof. So basically, Mia just started doing stuff for us and was doing it so well that I was like, okay, we need you to do that for us. So you just like made your own position. <laughs> yeah, it, Because like, I didn't go to you and say, oh, I think you should do this. You just did it, showed it to me. I was like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> that, I mean, hey, I'm just glad it works. I just love art prof. I, I was, I'm always having ideas about it because I think it's a great like idea and platform. So I'm just cool to be around. It's very fun. I know it's just, but I think it's a really good example that people are not as out of control that they have more things they can control than they think, you know, cause you could have just done what I told you to do and left it at that. And that would have been fine. You know, you still would have been fabulous, but you did all these things that work so well. Like you just made it happen that I was like, Oh yeah, we do need someone to do that. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm so glad to be part of it. And it's so nice. To, the further I got into Art Prof, the better I got to know all the other TAs. And it's just such a nice little artistic family. So you guys, if you're at a job or if you're trying to get a job, show them what you can do. Don't, don't just um, say, oh, that's all I'm allowed. I mean, certainly you have to be smart about it. There are certainly jobs where Maybe that's not as easy to do, but I feel like Mia, you're so good at just striking at the opportunity instead of just saying, oh, well, they just told me to do this. It's like really putting yourself out there. It's hard. I also think it's what you're passionate about. I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't go into um, like the film industry or entertainment industry because I think that I would have had more of a, okay, fine, I'll just do that. And then it'll be over attitude. Yeah. And so for this, I really see potential and an area space for me to kind of grow and have fun. And so that makes my job a lot easier is that I actually enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Well, also when you work at like a really big company, chances are you're probably more of a cog where they're just telling you to do this one thing. And so you don't have the visibility to suggest things or make yourself more visible. So, well, yes, I know those companies tend to pay way more, <laughs> but still it's like, I don't know. It's, it's always like the more enjoyable the job, the, the less it pays. <laughs> like, like the really boring jobs are always the ones that pay well. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say it's worth not doing because <laughs> my soul would be gone i would never i would probably never have fun drawing ever again well did you ever think about getting a more corporate job or i think so yeah i think when i went into RISD, i really wanted to go down the visual development um like oh, character design yeah stuff oh. like that more more like animation industry kind of like what jordan's doing um, yeah and then i did a lot of classes about it uh, and I realized that I could not do it. <laughs> really? I, um, yeah, like I, I have fun doing character work in scenes and paintings kind of my own way. 
but not yeah. in the way that the film industry really needs people to be passionate about doing. So I realized yeah. I kind of took a left turn away from that. So you felt like that wasn't a good structure for you to work within? Not for me, um, but it's yeah. cool. I mean, in those classes, I saw the people who really shined um, in that industry. And I said, okay, like they have a passion for this that I just don't have. So maybe I should look elsewhere and see where I really fit. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that it was, it was good for me to learn. Yeah, totally. Cause at I least mean, I learned that. <laughs> I learned that with illustration too. Like I, I did one illustration job. I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I think people are built for it and that's amazing. I just yeah. don't think I have the stamina. <laughs> Parvi, sorry if I mispronounced your name. Will you guys be doing more draw alongs going forward? These are some of my favorite videos to watch. Well, starting in March, I guess cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> We're going to start being live twice a week. So we've been doing live streams every Sunday at 12 Eastern, but we're going to actually add Tuesday evening streams starting at the end of the month because sounds like you all missed us. <laughs> Crispy says, does Art Prof have any sort of physical building, home base, or is it all online through different TAs? This is it. <laughs> this is home base. <laughs> My office. This is it. I don't know. Some days, Mia, I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool if we had a building. I could do all these things. And I'm like, yeah, that would cost a lot of money. <laughs> oh, man. I, I do want to visit Utah so badly to see you in person after so you long know. and also for the mushrooms. <laughs> I know. You have to come. It'd be awesome. Oh, Pedro has really fun hair. Look at how fun his hair is. It looks so good. Are oh, you were worried? Oh my god. I don't know. I'm still a little annoyed about his for like up here. Well, I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I could fix it with the shadows. I'm not sure. But there's something funny about this shape. I think I just need to. I mean, I'm sort of ignoring the mushrooms. I know I'm not supposed to do that. That's the whole point. <laughs> this it's still kind of on theme. <laughs> but he's i'm trying to get his gray hair which is challenging it's not as easy as i thought it would be janet says i feel like though sometimes it's easier to draw when someone's telling me what to do or give me some kind of prompt rather than drawing completely quote whatever i want oh yeah there's a lot of artists who tell me that they love the prompt. Like the prompt is what gets them really excited. And I've never been one of those people. I, I, I don't like being given a prompt, but um, Mia, you, you sort of are great with both though. I think that it depends on my mood. I think if the prompt yeah. is something that I would enjoy doing anyway, um, I would be down. But yeah. there, there were so many cases at RISD where I had to do something I just did not want to do. And it was like pulling teeth. Oh, really? Yeah, it was so bad. And then my work turned out horrible because I Ugh. had no patience or energy to make it good. Right. Um, what do you think was one of your least favorite prompts you had to do? That's a really good question. Oh, my God. Well, 
in freshman year in spatial dynamics class, which is a 3D class, I had a professor who for the entire semester gave us one shape and we had to build this one shape like 50 times in different materials. It was definitely an, like an industrial design focused class. Oh, um, yeah. I felt like I was banging my head against the wall. Um, it was horrible. I hated it. As far as illustration goes, I think probably like something boring, like, I don't know, not off the top of my head, probably something like a weird creature yeah. or something. But that sounds fun when I say it. I don't know what my deal is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've been helping Kat because she's teaching at RISD. Um, I've been looking at her prompts that she's been writing. And writing a prompt is hard, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm writing some lesson plans for this experience I'm going to have this summer. And it's definitely a change in mindset from being the student to being the instructor, for sure. Well, I just think prompts are really hard because they have to be open-ended enough that a wide range of people can think of something to do, but they can't be so specific that people feel like they don't have a lot of options. And it's really hard to do that. Yeah. And then sometimes there's just certain things that you don't want to force students to do because it might make them uncomfortable or like I was talking to Kat about how, well, it's not a great idea to have religious themes because some people are deeply uncomfortable with that and you could end up with some very dicey conversations and yeah, you probably don't want to go there. Yeah. Also, it's like within a critique environment, how much time do you want to spend talking about philosophy and religion versus Ugh. the student's work and, and yada, yada. I know. It, it's like you can, um, oh God, some of the conversations. Like there was this one time, I can't remember what the prompt was, but the student did a project about how they like to eat frozen pizza. And the students were giving him such a hard time about the eating part. Like, what about you know, you the get, eating part? <laughs> well, I just was like, you don't get to judge his eating. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I thought that was really not cool. It is It is very strange, like, what people choose to focus on in a critique. That's something my friends and I talked about all the time, is where it's like, we I made this drawing of a cow, and somehow we spent the whole critique talking about, like, lactate and it's like instead oh of my drawing and it's just that's so annoying it's kind of disappointing you know especially when like you go to a school that's supposed to be for critique reason you know like that's the whole point is to be critiqued yeah that's really annoying thank you for the kind comment ayad sorry if i mispronounced your name thank you or prof for the amazing work you guys do we got another thank you from lynn who says one of your gesture drawing videos was great for me. It unblocked my drawings. I was mostly painting. So a big thank you a year or more ago. That's awesome. Manette is asking Mia, how did you turn the mushrooms into a face? Oh, well, I don't know if you saw the little collage I made in the beginning, 
but I took a bunch of the reference photos from our Flickr and I put them together in this really abstract shape in Procreate. And you can see my painting like differs a lot from this, but this was a rough jumping off point for me. And then I kind of did what I needed to do in the actual painting to make it look more like a portrait. So that was my process. But see, me, I don't understand how you arrive at this. You know, I, <laughs> I think I blocked to out. Me, it's like so dreamy and like beautiful and ethereal. And it's like I look at the reference and the reference is so, for lack of a better word, obnoxious. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that uh, the reference photo stage is always weird because I have where I want it to go in my brain. But then if I show other people just the reference, they'll be like, what? I can't see that at all. So yeah. I think that's definitely a trust the process kind of thing. I don't know. I'm just not very good at like imagining things. Like I, I'm such a realist in that way. I like imagining things. I like using reference to build imaginary things. I think that's what I love. Well, so Mia, why do you think there is this prevailing opinion in a lot of spaces that, oh, using a reference photo is wrong? Or, oh, if you were a better artist, you wouldn't need reference photos. Why do you think people think that way? Because if that's true, I'm a terrible artist. <laughs> Oh man, I mean, I, I disagree with that completely. Um, I think that I can see why a reference picture would be bad if it was holding you back. Like if you looked at the reference and you said, okay, this is the boundary of my creation is just this. But if you're using it for a pose or like a scene that goes beyond the reference or photo that you're looking at, um, that's using it creatively and that's using it as a resource. So I think that's a very smart thing to do. Um, but if you're just looking at the reference and only replicating the reference, I think that's good for practice. But for original pieces, I think that's not the best way to utilize it. Yeah. It's just, you get so much information when you have a good reference photo. I, I just don't see why you would deny that of yourself. I mean, I'm looking at all these mushrooms that I'm drawing right now and they have so many cool like twists and turns and it's like how would I ever come up with that myself never I also think that people on the internet especially love um discounting creative people in any way they can so if yeah. someone's having a good time and making something they'll be like oh well this isn't real art you use a reference like just to kind of troll so if people are doing that to you online don't take that too seriously nah it's just, I'm a firm believer that if you have this tool and it's not plagiarizing, then you should use it. I mean, I guess that comes back to the whole AI discussion about the AI mining the internet for images and oh, what a can of worms that is. Man. Just depressing I mean, I guess... to think about. <laughs> I know. I mean, I guess when the AI thing first came out and we had a stream about it, it was not as thorough as what it seems like they're doing now. And now that we actually are seeing companies out there using it, 
I think, I don't know. I wasn't that worried about it at first, but the ethics thing is a little troubling, especially when people are like typing in an artist's name. It, like if somebody typed in Mia Rozier, like that would kind of made me mad. It's just so, uh, like, I don't know how people can do that and and feel like they have a conscience. I don't know. It just, it feels really gross <laughs> and yeah. and sad. And it's like, God, artists already have it pretty tough, like in the career industry. Now it's like the robots are here. What? Yeah, I know. Brian says, what's your opinion on digital art? Do you think paper art is better? No. I don't think there is anything as an artist that is always better. I, I just think this is one thing that bothers me about YouTube. There's just so much hyperbole. These are 10 things you should never, ever do as an artist. It's like, no, maybe there is a circumstance where that might be a good idea. I mean, I contradict myself all the time where I'm giving you guys, okay, here are some tips I think will help you. And then in another context, I'm like, actually, yeah, you can skip that. <laughs> Yeah, I always do that with um, like thumbnails and planning where if I'm doing like a big project, I'll always plan. But if I'm just doing a painting, I rarely plan. <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely like where I, um, what's the word? Hypocrite? I am a hypocrite. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I'm whatever, a hypocrite too. <laughs> well, it's just, I can't remember what it was, but somebody said, they heard in an online class they were taking, well, you should never, ever, ever do this. And I was like, well, maybe in this circumstance, it's not good, but who knows? Maybe it will be good. I, I just don't believe in like 100% discrediting things or saying, oh, if you do this, it will always work. This is always better. Like all those extremities I think are not great. And unfortunately the algorithm likes that stuff. And it's, it's attractive because I think we do want to hear, oh, if you do this, it will always end up good. It's like, no. It's definitely like circumstantial, I think. It is. Absolutely. I really believe in that. But see, that's the thing is like the internet is not a place for nuance, you know? <laughs> it's a terrible place for nuance. Everything is so over the top. It's obnoxious. I need to work on Pedro's cheekbone. He's a nice <laughs> cheekbone. Oh, I love his cheekbone. <laughs> Cheekbones are very important. Yes, Anna says it very well. Different processes have different uses in different contexts. Absolutely. Every single context you find yourself in as an artist is different. The only thing that I just say across the board is wrong is plagiarism. That's what I will say will never change for me. Plagiarism's just lazy. Lazy. Jonathan says, difference between human artists and AI is a responsible artist credit sources and references acknowledge context. AI uses these without those things and says it better. Context is important. Absolutely. Like a lot of people will say to me, because we have a lesson on our website, which is doing a master copy. And a lot of people say, well, isn't it wrong for me to do that? I say, no. If you say, I have this Rembrandt painting and I'm going to copy it for the purposes of study, 
that's different than saying, hey, look at this. I did this. And it's like, dude, we know Rembrandt did that. <laughs> that's hilarious when people try and pass off like super obvious things as their own. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what I want to know is the people that steal art from museums. It's like, really, where are you going to sell this? Like, <laughs> uh, is it just bragging rights? <laughs> Lionel says, wow, Mia, your process is really awesome to see. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, because Mia, I see all your reels and they're amazing, but it's like, it's so different when you see an artwork in real time from beginning to end. That's really cool. I, 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 it's cool. I only film myself in short spurts. So it is really, it, it reveals things about myself that I don't even know <laughs> or pay attention to. Yeah. And then I watch it back and I'm like, that's weird, <laughs> but it worked. So that's cool. Well, I mean, I know it's really cool that shorts is this new format that I've been having a lot of fun with. Thanks to you actually. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's so different when you see something without any editing and you see the mistakes and you see the moments where we hesitate. Tell us in the chat, what do you learn when we do these live streams, as opposed to say a short, which is heavily edited process. I mean, sure, I know this is not as entertaining for some people, but I, I think these are important to see, don't you think? I think so. I think they're cool. Like this is the only real opportunity I get to do stuff like this. So this is very fun. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I because, it's funny, I was telling my friend how I cut my reels so fast. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll just skim through really fast the whole video and then I'll say, okay, I was using a brush and this clip is cool because I like the colors, but in this one, the water formed a bubble and the bubble popped. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna use that <laughs> one because that's like more entertaining. So and it's like yes. just the littlest things, like kind of superficial things uh, are prioritized prioritized more in that context um, rather than like true artistic decision-making, I feel like. Well, because a pretty clip is not the same thing. No. It doesn't teach necessarily. In fact, usually it doesn't. <laughs> I feel like my drawing is too light. Ugh. I guess it would just need more time. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, you should be all dramatic and and kick butt and and today i'm just like i don't know I, i'm not in that mood i like wobbling. it i think like it's cool i see people sometimes online do a wash of like orangey yellow and then do drawing over it and that's yeah. always really cool i never really try that because oh. i don't really draw in colored pencil that often but i feel like you could pull that off really well well i do like to use color pencil with other things like um, Julie Ben Bassett showed me how she does watercolor first and then uses color pencil more just to enhance colors, not not to like draw with it, but just to shift the colors more. And I thought that was really cool that she did that. She's so cool. I love her work. Yeah. She's amazing. 
I know I'm definitely at the point, Mia, now, like I'm old enough. I've had enough students where it's just like all my students are like taken off in their careers. And I'm like, bye. <laughs> that must feel so good, though. Like it's amazing. I love it. It's sort of like I get to succeed, but I don't have to do anything. <laughs> if that makes any sense. It's like passive income, kind of. <laughs> Without the income. <laughs> okay, Pedro definitely needs more neck. I feel like I, I did not capture the hotness of his neck. His neck is <laughs> Oh my god, a good neck. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, if you post Anna says, video... Oh, sorry. Oh, how do you not get so frustrated when you have to paint and shoot yourself painting at the same time? Doesn't it mess your process up? It does. It's very disruptive. So what I do, Anna, is I will take a break where I, I'm not painting at all. I'll, I'll just be like, okay, shoot a bunch of stills, get a clip from here, get a clip from there. And then I just paint without filming anything. Because I think people sometimes they get the conception that you should draw a little bit, film, draw a little bit, film. And no, 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 I, I condense it so I don't have to do that. What about you, Mia? Yeah, I, I kind of do the same. It's definitely improved since I've gotten my phone stand um, because I can just kind of put my video on and like stop thinking about it so much. Yeah. Um, but it is, it feels weird. It feels like you're performing almost, which is like a weird thing to get used to. Uh, so I will give myself breaks where I'm not recording anything. And so I can just kind of move the paper the way I want and all that without the stress. But the other thing, <laughs> this is what you should all do. I don't know about you, Mia, but I fake so much footage when I'm not actually painting, but I'll just like put my brush and move it, but I'm not painting. I just need the clip, you know? I don't really do that that often. Just you don't? Like, no, but only because like I end up with so much footage every time that I have so much to edit down anyway. It's oh. like, it's kind of exhausting as is, but I don't do as many like variety in my shots as you do though. That's something I definitely am more lazy about. Well, so basically all, all of you, if you see a shot of my face and I'm like drawing, that's faked. That's not me drawing. It's just me moving my eyes up and down. Jen says, sometimes when I'm using a medium I'm not really familiar with, it helps to watch how people layer it up. Helps me feel less intimidated by those mediums and how to start. Seven Angelic says, seeing that the process is long and wobbles just like me. Also seeing someone else's attack strategy on a piece. And Manette says, I find it helpful to see the process from start to finish and just a discussion about why you make a certain decision in the work. Yeah, like I'm really regretting his forehead. It's definitely not tall enough. Maybe I don't have this eraser, but I have this eraser. It's, it's like a sand eraser. Probably could go in there and fix that up after the stream. But it's funny because you say that and then I don't even really think about it when I look at you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's so weird how individual artists can like interpret each other's work so differently. Oh, I know. It's so different. Like depending on what you notice, like, that's, that's driving me crazy right now. 
and his neck is not i don't know i feel like i made his neck a little too straight like there's a little bit of a tilt to it that i feel like i didn't get so i need that and the colors are not that rich yet i don't know color pencil takes a long time to build up it's not something you can do quickly i think that's why i don't use colored pencil that much also because it's rough on my hand so when yeah. i really it hurts my hand i like painting because it's very like uh it's it's less so <laughs> oh yeah yeah for sure it's so much easier physically like things just glide on there like i was doing the woodcut tutorial dude that is a workout because i've got this like big mallet <laughs> like hacking away at the wood that is a lot of physical labor that's the thing it's just sometimes making art is more of a sustainability thing where it's like okay what can i actively realistically pull off for this long to make into a career or a hobby or whatever <laughs> oh all those practical things are important anna says guess both of you are shooting working on a desk on paper any ideas how to shoot painting on your feet on a canvas on a wall or easel probably anna you'll need to get a phone stand because what you can do and i've done this myself where i just stick it on a stand and i put it on the other side of the room it's it takes time though it's a pain in the butt that i mean everything's a pain in the butt basically is what it comes down to <laughs> i hope all of you will join us in the discord we will be typing comments and we would love to see the work that you made in our discord please meet us in the post live streams channel and also we are very excited because guess what registration for our March workshops is open. We have Creature Design Lab, How Do I Find My Art Style? How Do I Price My Art? Marketing for Artists Without the Cringe, and How to Get Started with Composition and Thumbnails. I'm having so much fun in these workshops. Registration is due Friday, February 24th. You wanna get in, some of these are already filling up. They're getting popular, so don't delay. And please join our Patreon group. We have so much fun, everybody. You have weekly voice sessions with staff where you can share your art. You get critiques from me. It's support in a small group of artists. And guess what? There is no three to one critique rule like we have in the public channels. The voice sessions are super casual. We talk about everything, critique artwork, and people really are friends in there. It's a lovely group. And I give all kinds of support that I don't do in the public channels. ArtProf has lots of services, artist calls, portfolio critiques, statement editing, and brand new personal art curriculums. And you can also sponsor a video. We have all these videos that are on my checklist that I'm trying to produce. And it would help us so much if you could contribute to this because I want to make content that's fun and accessible to all of you. And a big thank you to our top Patreon supporters. Oh shoot, where's the second slide? Crap, sorry. <laughs> For those of the people who are on the second slide, sorry, I don't know why I didn't upload that. My apologies. Anyway, thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.